What's going on everybody, it's your boy and welcome along to the 8th episode of Hashtag Are You Okay Mate Right, so, very special guest tonight, I'm recording from Coz, beautiful island of Coz First proper day of my holiday and I'm joined by my girlfriend Rachel, so let's get into it So yeah, like I said, I am with my girlfriend Rachel on the beautiful island of Coz, and this is really impromptu. We was just having a chat actually out on the balcony, and um, I've been promising her for weeks actually that I'd be getting her on the podcast. So Rachel, hello. You've been promising me. Oh. I feel like 100. percent I'm doing you a favour right here. All right, so she's been bugging me. So anyway, go on, crack on. All right, she had a couple of glasses of rosé, so forgive her. Yeah, she's really brave. <laughs> she's feeling. Re- she's feeling really brave. So anyway, we was just chatting, and we got chatting about sort of uh, mental health in general, and chatting about what I'd been through, and we were just talking about what's it like being with someone, particularly me, uh, which can't be easy, um, with them issues. So one of the questions I asked was, do you ever get sort of an anxiety about what I go through, and do you worry? about what I go through and does it ever play on your mind? Mm-hmm. So what am I answering then? Yeah, that'd be good if you answered. <laughs> I am recording, by the way. Okay, so shall I just go back to what we were just previously talking about? Yeah. Okay, so what I was saying was that is I've only ever got anxiety once yeah. about it and that was when we, the day that we visited the site where you'd attempted your own life previously yeah. and it was the first time you'd been back for, what, two years? Two years today. Yeah, it was like the anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah. So we'd gone there and it was a really positive experience. Well, it was as positive experience as it could be. What it was catch. a really good catch of my towel over the balcony. Well done. Um, and then Jamie left straight away and I needed to leave as well because I was going home. But I left probably 10 minutes after he did. And as I was pulling out of the junction to go back onto the motorway because I live up north, I saw his exact car pulling into where we'd previously been and I didn't catch the number plate. So I like rang him because I was like, oh God, maybe like maybe it's him, maybe he hasn't actually reacted in like such a positive way after all. Like maybe I just assumed that he was okay with this and that he could handle this. And actually maybe the reality is slightly different. So I rang you, didn't I? And you didn't, it went straight to the answer phone. And he'd said to me previously, because obviously we talked it all through when we were at the site and discussed what had happened. And the one thing that stayed in my mind was the fact that you like, your plan was to like throw your phone in the, like the dirty water that was surrounding it. And that like your whole issue was like, you didn't want to be contactable. Yeah. So obviously when I ring your phone and your phone's dead, I'm thinking like, shit. So, cause I, because I'd just spoke about everything I was gonna do and I talked you through it and I literally walked, we walked from my car, yeah. the exact same, like literally same I went, route. went step by step and spoke you through, like literally all Your of it, didn't process. I? Like yeah. the whole thought process, how I was feeling, how I was thinking, to the point where I was gonna do it. So in your mind, I guess you're thinking he's just replayed that. 100%. And has that now, put him back in that headspace because when I left you it was like I say it was as positive as it could be yeah do you know what I mean and you were like and I said to you like what are you doing tonight and I remember you being like right well I'm gonna go to the shop I'm gonna go get some food and then I'm gonna go home I'm gonna have dinner like we like he, he'd made like a little plan yeah 
and I felt totally confident that you were going to follow that plan. Yeah. But obviously, when I saw the same car as yours going back in, but at that point it was too late for me to turn back, yeah. and I couldn't catch their plate. And then I ring your phone and it's dead. I ring it like two or three times and it's dead. And I'm literally on the M1 and I'm like, I actually can't even turn around. Like I can't even go back. And even if I did go back, like what? Like that's a fear as well because. What am I gonna fight? Yeah. What am I like? Say I am right, and like, do I even? That's so selfish. But you have also got to like protect yourself a little bit. Like what? What? What even? Like what's there? And where are you? Because I can't imagine you'd have gone to the same exact place. Yeah. And and then obviously it probably took about ten minutes, which really doesn't sound like a long time. But when you're really anxious and worried about someone, it is forever. It's and then you finally time. answered the phone, and then you're like, "Oh, I've seen you like called me. Like, what's the problem? I'm in the co-op." Yeah. And I was literally like, "Oh my god, thank the Lord." Yeah. <laughs> like, what have you bought? <laughs> are you gonna go home? Yeah. Are you gonna eat? <laughs> I suppose it's. What are you having for tea? Thing is, like, because I'd introduce you into that, and you know, it's, it's as deep as it comes, really. Was there, hold on, sorry, let me say this again. So I introduced you to that, and it was as deep as it comes. And so it's gonna go one of two ways, isn't it? Like, okay, closure, done. Yeah. And then when I wasn't- Or reopen it. Reopen old wounds. Yeah, exactly. And then so you, when, when you see what you thought was my car pulling in, and then you can't get hold of me, that's a whole rush of, what's he done? Am I gonna find it? And. I should imagine in the back of your mind starts playing fuck. Yeah, totally. I encouraged him to go down there, like totally. Um, because you'd never gone back down there. I couldn't. And I physically you, couldn't. And you had such a fear, like you've rang me on so many occasions previously where you saw the sign to that site. Yeah. And you felt sick, and then there was one time where you had to actually physically go in there to turn around because you'd gone too far in the wrong direction. Yeah. And like you, you just felt horrific. And I always said to you, like you need to revisit it because you need to. And then, and that was really impromptu as well, because do you remember, we'd been out somewhere, I can't remember where we'd been. Been out and shopping, then... we'd gone and got some stuff from my house. We'd been, we'd been out, yeah, we'd gone and got... Sheffield. No, no, we'd been to, we'd been to B&M in St. and I brought that mirror and some new bedding and stuff. Right. Yeah, and then it was just like, right, let's do this, because you had to... You had well, you'd be literally like walked in and then you were like, right, do you know what, let's we're busy, it. like we're, we're going to go and do this now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I really haven't got long. I've literally got like an hour and a half or whatever. And you were like, right, we're doing it. So, and you were like, look, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So yeah. we just went and we did it. And it, it, and that, to be fair, that was you that pushed that. That, that wasn't my... Yeah. No, I'd I, encourage you before, but yeah, I exactly. didn't... I would never have been like, right, today's the day, because that's totally not my place to say. Like, right. you need to, like, start that. Yeah, like, I knew I always had to... I knew I, was, I always had to fear, uh, face it because it's in the same pissing town as I live, do you know what I mean? And one of the things I'd always said that, that one of the deepest regrets about doing what I did was the location because Paxton Pits is beautiful. It's a really nice place. Like, so we, we, you know, we plan to go back there now and it is a really nice place to go to go and you know take a picnic and spend time with the family etc and be- because one of the things because I did what I did and I'd put Paxton Pitts in this box in my mind of so the, what I had Paxton Pitts associated with 
I'd completely remove that from my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can never go back there. So it was really important that I did go back. And I said to you on the day, like, I needed to... I felt like I'd finally beat it. Yeah, you were like, I've got this. Like, I'm taking charge of this. Like, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna beat me. Like, it nearly took my life, and it's not. It didn't, it and did. it wasn't successful. And exactly, I need and to show now it. I need to, like, move forward, and I need to come back here with like our children, and we need to like make this a really positive place. Like, we need to like bring a picnic and make memories, and yeah, absolutely, totally turn it on its head. But obviously, in that, and it was such a. It sounds mad because it was such a horrific place, but at the same time, it was such a positive experience because it was all about moving forward. And this is where I've come from. And this is where I'm going to get to. And drawing a line. Yeah, hundred percent drawing a line. But not only that, but making plans to create a future in that place to make memories which are positive. Yeah, draw. Yeah. So obviously, then seeing your. So I totally assume that this is a, such a positive trip and we've completely shut the door on everything that happened that was negative and then pulling out of that junction and watching exactly the same car as what you drive pulling in was like oh shit maybe this isn't where we were at and then the fact that obviously your phone it wasn't even just like just going straight to answer phone it was literally going straight to voicemail and you were like yeah no 100% I'd throw it in the water so I was like, well, obviously, if you were in the water, it would go straight down. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so that's that's that. And we was also talking about, like, um, my mum questioned you how you'd deal with if, if I ever got really low. So one thing, like, I've always, I've, I've said all along, is you put up a, with a lot from me when yeah, I'm unwell. Like, you do put up a lot with me. And... So one of the things when you first suggested that you wanted to come on the podcast, I thought it'd be really good because we could talk about how it is living with someone with a mental illness. Because to be fair, you know, people who suffer with it, we know what we go through. Yeah. And so I've never lived with anyone with a mental illness other than myself. Do you know what I mean? And that's hard enough at times. So I just there's a few questions I want to ask. So a hundred percent more honesty <laughs> on a bad day. So you, you all know when I'm having a bad day because you'll text me while I'm at work, right? Mm. On a bad day, so from that initial text message, morning, how are you? I'm not feeling great. What's the overriding, what's the instant reaction? Is it, ah, oh, is he just tired, is he grumpy, or is he having a bad day? Yeah, 100%, because obviously everyone can have, like, whether you've got depression or not, like, everybody's entitled to have a bad day. Do you know what's... what I mean? Like, if someone, if you've not slept at night... Yeah. Obviously, I've got a young child, so if he keeps me up all night, then I'm going to be ha- probably having a bad day the next day. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I've got anything, like, mentally, any issues. Is that memory? <laughs> cool. <laughs> I've not got issues, you have, you've got loads of issues. <laughs> I said this to you yesterday, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, then also, it, like, it just complicates it, doesn't it? And it just widens the potential yeah. issues to why you're having a bad day. Alright, so. So then obviously when you hit me with actually what's going on and yeah, it depends on what you say to how I then react and feel. Yeah. So when Because I'll, some issues are totally solvable within, you know, like ten seconds. Yeah, so like, and other issues just aren't at all. So like so And you have just have to roll with those. Like so everyone like i I make it abundantly clear of how I think when I'm bad. Yeah. Um push people away 
Yeah, and I've, you have done that quite a few times before. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I feel like I don't deserve happiness and all the rest of it. So when you realise that, okay, he's not just grumpy, because I can be very grumpy, or, or, or I am very grumpy. But I love we, that you've just admitted that, like, <laughs> on a record. Yeah, well, I am. I am a grumpy git. But so when we realise that I'm not just being aggy, but okay, he's unwell, what's... What does that feel like? I don't want to know. I don't want you to tell me just yet how you manage it. I want you to tell me how it feels like as being a partner of someone. You just feel like your heart sinks a little bit because obviously, like, it's a loss of control as well. Right. Because obviously, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, you got, like, you felt unwell and you left work the day before we went on holiday. Yeah. Or two days before we went on holiday, even. So, those two days. Are the times that you should feel so excited? Oh, you're absolutely. at work, like you're looking around and you're like, do you know what, guys? I'm not going to be here in two days exactly. because I'm going to be laying on the beach, I'll, and I've been looking forward to this for ages. And you know, it doesn't matter if it's cloudy and the rain is coming at me because I'm going to be in 32 degrees, sipping a leaf off. Yeah, 100%. And you should be buzzing for it. So I wasn't. when you're literally like, babe, I've come home because I'm feeling really unwell, and I'm like, well, how do you feel unwell? Like, is it? physical like have you got a tummy ache have you got a headache like no I feel really unwell I feel really really low Mm. your heart just sinks a little bit because why are you feeling like that like you've got no reason to feel like that but then that's when I remind myself it's not situational it's it's not circumstantial it's 100% chemical and there's nothing that's gonna regulate the chemicals in your brain other than medication and that doesn't always work and therefore it can come on at the happiest times of your life like I don't know what you've said on here in terms of like where you feel like you're at in your world, but you always say to me that like you're really happy and you've got everything you wanted. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you know, 100%. life's going in a really positive direction. So life, if, if li- that's true and that is exactly how you feel, then there's obviously why on earth would you feel low? Why would you feel depressed to this point that you have to leave work? You know, that's that's deep. Like that that's not a mess about. But then also I like I said to you that day, like you should feel proud of that because that takes serious bollocks. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that's a that's a recognition of this is a real illness. This isn't just a I'm having a ru- like a rubbish day and I'm gonna continue anyway. This is I'm ill mm-hmm. and I need to rest. Yeah. In the same way as if I had Crohn's and I had a flare up, I need to get treatment and my treatment is rest and recuperation and going to the gym and yeah. doing what I do. And I'll be all right. I'll be all right in the morning. Yeah. And it's just about but allowing it to pass. being in this environment isn't going to help. No, and this is just it. And like you, so you said about the, the two days before holiday, one of the things that anyone with depression will tell you is when you start to feel low, you start along with that. So depression's a liar, and it fills your brain with uh, with with thoughts that aren't really yours. So I'm now at a point where I know that if I'm low, I'm not having it. Well, Jamie's not having these thoughts. It's, yeah. it's an unwell Jamie having these thoughts. It's, it's took a while for you to realise that though. Oh, it, it took me such a long time to realise it. So when I was stood ironing my clothes, and I said this in my live the other day, when I was stood ironing my clothes, ready for work, thinking I don't want to go on holiday in two days, I knew that that was the lie being told to me because fuck me anyone that works on my site any of my customers like I think people are glad I'm on holiday because they're sick of me telling them about it um, yeah I knew that I wanted to go on holiday 
and it's just like for me it's about allowing them negative thoughts in let them have their moment and go in, and going away and so it's quite a landmark it was quite a landmark day for me really to go home i said to you on the phone didn't i i said this is the first time i've ever f- properly allowed myself that time to come away from that environment well you've treated it like an illness yeah exactly first time i've tr- ever treated it as a physical yeah. illness um so let's get to there's a couple of little more points on that one so living with someone that that does have a mental illness because it can affect their behavior as well yeah, of course. so like <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that when I... But also, it doesn't always... It's not an excuse. excuse. No, it's not an excuse. Because this is the thing, right? When you're acting like a knobhead, you're acting like a knobhead. And the thing is with me, is like you've met the wrong... Like I've said this to you so many occasions. I'm not a yes girl. I'm never going to be a yes girl. And if you're acting like a dick, I'm going to tell you. Whether you tell me you're poorly or not is, in my opinion, irrelevant. If you're going to treat me with disrespect and you're going to say things like... I don't. Right, hold on. Bang out of order. Let me pause you this real quick. Because there's people that listen to this now. And who, who actually like me. Now, I don't want them to think... Uh, I want Bullshit. you to ca- categorically put it on record that I don't disrespect you and I don't treat you with disrespect. Well, I think, you know, people's <laughs> opinions are favouring on that one. Right. Yeah, so carry on. You say underhanded comments that don't need to I don't to need said. to say, yeah. I could, basically it's just sharp, acting like a general knowledge. Sharp tongue, and I it's yeah. pretty It's not abusive, it's just... Yeah, exactly. That's the point I was, be- I was getting to. Like, you know I'm what not I mean? abusive. Like, I'm not in an abusive, controlling, coercive relationship. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, if there's, if there's like, any fucking police listening to this or anything, I don't want you coming around my house... Although look, me and Rachel, the social work. Although me and Rachel do this thing like when we're out, I don't. Like, I think it's pretty fucked up though. Like we're massively fucked up. I like, can't believe you're saying this out like that. Yeah, we pretend <laughs> like me and Rachel do this thing when we're out. Like we'll pretend that. Like we're in different scenarios, so like we'll pretend that I'm this really abusive guy, and it all started from when we was coming out of my house during the winter. Like she left her scarf in the living room, so I dashed into the living room, picked it up, and I went, "Take your fucking scarf and threw it at her." Well, as I've done that, fuck off. Yeah, take your scarf and fuck off. Like just joking. And as <laughs> like I, done, I laughed, like it's okay. And as I've done this, this lady walked past us and she looked at us and she was like, oh she my looked god. At you in the absolute Like and like is, is, is she alright? So since then we've been doing this thing. And then like the other week we went to this farm and Rachel started pretending she was my fucking carer. She was like, That's really good feeding, Jamie. Well done. And people were looking at me like, is this guy alright? Um so yeah, don't worry. She's not in an abusive relationship. I just want to carry No, but it's her. just like like general knobhead statements and things that just don't need to be. But said. stuff don't come out. Of, it's the sort of stuff that doesn't come out of my mouth when I'm well. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't behave like that. All right, I might be a bit of a pain in the ass. Like today, I've spent yeah. all day annoying you in the swimming pool. But I don't come out with dickhead remarks yeah, and give you bad attitudes. Yeah. When I'm well. There's a line, isn't there? There's a very fine line between banter and being a knobhead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. when it goes over the line. Like, I'm a, the first one to be like, sorry, what did you just say? Yeah. Like, do you want to apologise for that statement or take it back? Yeah. Or own it and we need to have a serious, like, conversation about this. And then if you then hit me with, oh, but I'm unwell, like... Yeah, I empathise that you are poorly and I totally get that. And I think also, because of the job that I do, I've probably had a little bit more training and a little bit more insight into the world of mental health than maybe somebody that hasn't. Like, I'm yeah. a social worker and work with adults. Um... So I'm probably a, a lot more understanding than the general sort of Joe blogs that's never had any experience with it. Absolutely. But in the same sense, 
I'm also a girl in my own right and you're my boyfriend and if you're going to talk to me in a way that I feel is underhand like yeah I'm not going to accept that yeah no that's 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 right whether so, you say you're poorly or not yeah so do you think as being with someone that does suffer with chronic depression do you feel like there's a little bit of a extra weight that goes on I don't want to say weight on your shoulders because that puts it in the negative light but do you think there's like just there's a little bit there's a le- little yeah, extra little element extra, to the equation yeah, of course there is there's, a, like, there's something else to fix yeah, there's something else you've got to think about 100% it complicates it slightly yeah especially when there's children involved because obviously my main thing is that when you have children involved is to protect them from any like issues mm-hmm. or any like upset or any arguments or any aggro or any like just like attitude I guess or anything they can pick up on. So obviously if you're having a really shit day, like you to be fair, in your credit, like you've never like, in my opinion, that. I've I never you've never seen the like the children have been exposed to it. But obviously it is in the back of my mind, of course it is. And I think, you know, like I think as a mother, like you naturally are protective yeah of absolutely. that fact okay right so it's nearly 7 to 20 to 7 and it's nearly we've been doing this for over 20 minutes so I'm going to close this off but I want to close it off with a question like I normally always do so my question to you is if there's anyone listening to this that is in a relationship with someone that suffers from mental illness and perhaps feels a bit lost because I know full well like I get I get people who've listened to this and who've been on my Instagram page message me about their boyfriends girlfriends who go through yeah, issues and a lot of people ask me for it's funny because people have messaged me and say my girlfriend's really unwell she suffers with depression what advice can you offer me and I'm like well I don't know I can offer I can offer her all the advice in the world but I don't really know what to say to you because I don't live with someone with depression I am someone with depression so if there's anyone listening to this that is in a relationship with a boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever father you know son who's got someone in their life that they care for that does suffer from mental illness. What sort? Of, just, just quickly, two minutes. What sort of advice could you give them? Hundred percent, like treat it as an illness, and that might be really difficult when they're being an absolute knobhead, and it seems to be directed at you personally. Yeah, that's it's a, that's really difficult you, to actually remind yourself. Actually, do you know what? This isn't a personal attack on me. Like this is actually their illness talking, and that takes a little while to register. But I think once you've registered it. You need to remind yourself of that. And don't get me wrong, like, it's easier said than done. But I 100% think that's number one starting block. And then number two is talk to them also how you're feeling. Like, don't bottle it all up. Or talk to somebody if you don't feel like you can talk to them. Don't be a punch bag. 100%. Because also self-respect is a really important thing. And like when I said to you, like, if you're acting like a knobhead, I'll call you out on it. Yeah. Because I also think that I'm never going to not do that. No, 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 no. Because... I don't expect you... And that's another thing. I don't expect... Like, listen, I don't expect when I'm unwell. Like, I don't think... Right, it's not I'm, an excuse to I'm, be being I'm, a twerp. I don't think, right, this is this is why I'm just now going to be a dick to Rachel. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? This isn't like a passport to be like, oh, I'm feeling, not, I'm feeling shit today, so I can say whatever I feel. Like, I can say whatever I want to say to you and it doesn't really matter. Like, you can't no, come at me. Not, like, don't at me. That's not okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But what it is is actually giving that person a little bit of extra room than you probably wouldn't necessarily give them. Listening to them, and actually asking them, are you okay? Yeah. Like, 
can anything in this world like can I do anything to change or to even like improve slightly the way that you're feeling right now and even if it's just like teeny tiny little things that don't necessarily mean much but like you know just like dinners or food or just doing things like I would like you've been at mine before haven't you when you've said like oh I can feel like a shit mood coming on and I've been like no do you know what we can do this and that day we went bolt no we didn't we did crazy golf and then we went and played in an arcade and then we went to a farm and then we went for dinner and don't get me wrong like all these things aren't necessarily accessible but the point of the matter what I'm saying is I totally distracted you that day distraction's big you're just you didn't have a shit day as a result of that you were all right so, so do I you think, think it's if a you bit can get in there early and you can read warning you signs. Distra- yeah, hundred percent. Read warning signs. Have a little bit of patience, and if you can distract, hundred percent, go for it. And keep and on their back about medi- remember medication. Remember, it's an illness, and, and keep- the medication thing, hundred percent. And that's not okay to just like let that slip either. No. Like at no. the end of the day, if you had cancer, you wouldn't like skip a few of your chemo appointments, would you? Do you no. know what I mean? Like it's not alright. Cool. Right. Well, anyway, I'm now going to stop the formal chat. Um, Why, are you not enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it. Um, thank you. And you are welcome. Look, ultimate family arriving at the resort. Yeah. Sorry, just very good. That's that kid I was telling you about earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, right, anyway, listen, guys, thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Rachel, for doing that. You are welcome, James. Um, and, yeah, we're going to go and enjoy the rest of our holiday. I'm going to get blind drunk. Why do you always say that? What, I want to get blind drunk? Yeah. It's just fun. Oh, I like to drink with Jamie because yeah, Jamie is my mate. Like uh, when I drink with Jamie. Boy in oh, listen, I've spent all day annoying the shit out of Rachel. Right? Literally, he cannot <laughs> sit on a sunbed for more than 10 seconds. Will you play with me? I want to play ball. Can we play catch? I want to play volleyball. Get in the pool. I want to go on a lilo. Let's have a competition on the lilo. Literally, fuck off. Right, like, I've come abroad to get listen, the sun and these, shut you up. These are my mates, not yours. Um, Right, anyway, to, oh, to listen. I haven't got an Insta that's open, let's be real. Exactly, because no, okay. no one likes yours. Uh, no, I just don't want to open my whole entire world up <laughs> to a load of people I've never met before. Which, by the way, because I haven't met you, it doesn't mean I don't care about you. I, no, I you love, care deeply. I, I love you all well. infinitely. Right, listen, anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. It's a fucking hell, it's only a Wednesday, isn't it? And it feels like a Saturday because we're on holiday. Um, so from Do the you be- want to say that again? <laughs> I am on holiday. I think you mentioned that. I'm on holiday in case anyone didn't know. <laughs> Oi, don't rob my house, by the way. <laughs> No, you have done it last night. Um, Yeah, so listen, from the beautiful island of Coz, from myself and um, my beautiful girlfriend Rachel, thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye bye.